everyone, and welcome to the Flexible Dining Podcast. I'm Kevin Brunacini here with Joey Jojo Komzeski and Austin Kiergarten. I need like, a, where is he going with this? I, I I need something more creative for I guess Austin Austin, but that seems too easy. I'll have Steve like superimpose like a rap outfit on me when you say that. Be my, yes, my gang name. It's all, we're all just going to pause it for a second. <laughs> we're just gonna. We're all gonna take. I a literally have to a picture like that. I will show you guys a picture when I kind of mock that at one point. Oh my god! I'll, I'll, I'll throw that your way. Please do, and for everyone else's sake. Um, so today's topic is going to be an inevitable one that comes up: is what to do when we're injured slash ill. And I particularly want to focus, or I want to start with being ill, just because it's the time of the season. It's still springtime here, so it's just inevitable. And clients, especially as of late, as I've said, are just they're coming across seasonal viruses, so. This off this question often comes up with clients. Again, I'm general population, so my answer to them is probably going to be far more relaxed. Maybe not, but it's far more relaxed compared to an athletic uh, competitor who, you know, there might be some grit that they have to rely on here. But there's still context. There's still context and a circumstantial uh, situation on what is best on how to approach illness or injury, and in, in the sake of. Uh, you probably you two see more when it comes to your clients, but um, so that as a first topic, you know, I I like to lean on compassion on the sense of when someone is again, I'm going to focus more on illness just because that's what I see in my in my context. But when clients are ill, I tell I like to tell them just don't worry about it. You know, in, in terms of nutrition, you're stressed, you got enough on your plate. Just worry about feeling better. And generally speaking, that's just if they feel differently or they just are not that bad, then fine. We write it out. But um, there's no need to add more fuel to the fire when it comes to my perspective. And that generally eases the clients, I would imagine. But to throw it your way, Joe, um, what do you advise to clients when, again, just focus on illness right now, then we'll we'll jump over to injury mm-hmm. next. But what what do you advise clients? How's that conversation go with them? Um, you're making me feel like there's a big gap in my own knowledge in, I don't know if there's any research that says that because you hear some of these axioms like, well, just wait to train or do this until you are, uh, you know, over a fever or something in different parts of that, that immune system recovery. But in terms of just that acute nature of what to do with food, I also just say, Hey, look, your only job right now is to survive. So you, you have these goals of getting healthier, you're in this track of losing body fat, that's actually helpful for immunity, like you going out and eating donuts and ice cream because you think, okay, what was me, I'm sick. That's not good for your immunity and it's not good for your goals. So let's stick to pretty goal aligned behaviors, but we're not going to track macros. I don't care if you're not getting enough protein, you know, eat chicken broth, drink some ginger ale if you have the flu or something like all those things that that you may need to just kind of feel better and get through it. But absolutely, you're probably going to be under on your calories for a couple of days, depending on what you have. You know, strep throat is rampant right now. Flu, you know, the kind of the, the spring flu swing, the back end of flu season is here. It's it, you just you just have to not worry about the numbers and the even the quantity. Just get through this acute phase. I, dang, I 
I only know what this, I, I'm glad you brought up the question regarding research on, or what is uh, evidence regarding this? Cause that was actually a kind of a sub point question to you was, you know, what benefits, what you spoke of, but um, well, not benefits, but disadvantages, if you were to continue eating, maybe not the greatest type of foods, but um, I was going to say what are benefits. And of course you've spoken to that too, but. Um, well, I will say if I could interrupt for a second, there's definite research that <laughs> it says, no, you cannot, uh, that, you know, sugar does decrease immunity. You, you look at, you can mm -hmm. measure your T cell activity and immune function. And so you fasting, and, and this is kind of a, I don't want to call it an old wives tale or something because there is some truth to it. Your cells have certain tasks that they're called to do. And if you're constantly metabolizing sugar and shitty stuff and your cells have to go through the process of extruding and getting rid of, you know, toxins and waste material, that's energy that could have been going toward maintenance and, Recovery. you know, autophagic type things where you're, you're recovering better. So I mean, if there is any research, I think you would find it there. I just don't know where the boundaries are. So as long as you're eating well, then, uh, and even fasting, like we know, again, going to, um, you know, those mm -hmm. kind of principles, I think it would just be helpful for you to recover faster. Yeah. I didn't even think of that, which is a really good point, actually. Um, so I'll, I'll pause on more questions for you, Joe, but, uh, shifted to you, Austin, it's in same regards, but more just with your background, more nutritionally speaking, um, when you have clients that are ill, is there anything you particularly do nutritionally speaking? If, you know, say it's not a client that really is feeling terrible, they're still able to exercise at a lower capacity, but they, they still want to just continue. Is there anything you would do nutritionally um, to, you know, say, increasing protein that's going to help with recovery quicker or just immu overall immunity. Is there anything of that nature that you do, or you just, do you just keep it on a, we're, we're just going to write it up, not write it up, but we're going to just continue as is because it, it's okay type of thing. Yeah. I look at, I look at the, the illness that they have um, because when we're sick, you know, in a lot of cases, our calorie needs actually go up but we feel like garbage and we don't have much appetite. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Like our body is in a highly inflammatory inflammatory state at this point. And we actually require more calories a lot of times when we're ill, but we just don't feel very hungry. Um, for example, let's say you have like a stomach flu and you are constantly throwing up or having diarrhea, you have constant fluid and electrolyte loss. So I will have that conversation like, Hey, I know it's hard to get stuff down, do what you can, but try to focus on electrolyte uh, uh, replenishment because you're still going to be getting rid of some of that stuff, but you're also still going to be absorbing some of that stuff. And the last thing we need is while you're going through this to be in a state of dehydration, you know, the last thing we need to do to Joe's point is make this worse. So I don't necessarily tell them let's focus on tracking macros. I just look at like what their issue is. If they've got like strep throat and no appetite, I might just say, Hey, eat enough protein. Um, Keep your fluids and your fluid intake high. As far as the workout goes, a lot of people that in my experience, they just don't want to work out or it's the opposite, depending on how sick they are. They feel if they do work out, they'll feel a little better, which is another topic for another day. Mm -hmm. So I try to tell them to do, if they want to do something, stay home, do some yoga, you know, just kind of do stuff that really relaxes you, not additional stress on top of the stress you are already experiencing. So to answer your question, I take the approach of what type of sickness do you have? Because in some ways we do need to address that issue nutritionally, 
but it's not like track your macros, be perfect because that doesn't make sense. It's let's make sure you're getting things in. That's going to help you. If you can, if your appetite can handle a little bit of fruit, something soft, but nutrient dense, if it can uh, tolerate some liquids, especially if you're losing a lot of liquids, let's focus on that just so we can make sure that we're keeping you as healthy as we can while you are trying to recover from this illness. Yeah. And I would say the consensus amongst us is all there. And, you know, I, I asked the question not to point out if there was anything obvious or, you know, some type of uh, hidden gem within that, but it comes down to just being practical and realistic that you're ill, cool. It's okay. Calm your tits. We'll be okay. Just if you want to exercise cool within reason, but you know, you're just sick. You're simply ill. You know, you're, there's other priorities that need to take presence over, you know, eating and tracking everything and, or, you know, training, but you're talking to someone who's looking for any excuse. I got to hang now. Well, I'm going to take today off. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for an excuse to exercise, but, you know, being realistic, I know. Um, but, you know, realistically, it's just a matter of just don't have fuel to a fire, eat sensibly, eat mindfully, eat nutritiously, you know, do, do something well, maybe uh, just have some type of light activity, if anything. But uh, throw back to, to kind of switch gears now, and it's and still an inevitable, uh, perhaps an inevitable circumstance is now injury, um, which I'm certain this is a topic in of itself of injury prevention. But just when a client has an injury, and go back to you, Joe, um, when when there when there is an injury, of course I don't know what the, we're speaking of when it comes to the injury, but you know, what, how does that conversation go? What do you do, um, based on what's going on acutely regarding training, but you know, is there anything nutritionally as well? Well, it is an actual frequent question because if a client does have some kind of injury and it does impact their training, their immediate question is what should I do with my food intake? And so it, it does come down to just some basic understanding of how many calories are you not going to be able to use now because of this injury? Uh, when I tore my pec and subscapularis last month, uh, I initially kind of being a silver lining kind of guy went to, okay, I can't train like I wanted to. So I'm just going to do tons of cardio and I'll get leaner because um, I still wanted something positive to look forward to. Um, so, you know, I, I made up that gap, you know, I, I was looking for a way to keep my, my exercise induced activity and thermogenesis high. So I didn't need to adjust my own calories, but for other people, I think it is just kind of simple math and, and that's okay. Like if we do need to adjust, but, but often because of recovery to Austin's point in injury or illness, sometimes you, the caloric needs from healing are accelerated. And so maybe even a little bit more is something you could look at. I, I feel a little dumb right now because I'm almost exactly six weeks post injury. And I had friends saying, oh, you should go to Mexico and get stem cells and do this, go to Germany and get this. And, and I'm like, I'm not even increasing my protein. Like I, I could have ordered some glutamine. I could have been making sure I get an extra 50 grams of protein. And I'm just thinking like, Hey, the body does fine. Like I've got all those tools. I'm eating well anyway. I don't need that. But now I'm like, Hmm, yeah, maybe I should have actually made a couple adjustments. And the goes back to answering the topic we had on a previous episode regarding calories and the importance of you know tracking calories independently of macros it's one thing just to say here are your macros but you know if we understand what calories are and what they represent then in this context of you know 
of redu- reduced exercise, then it is a matter of managing the calories. Granted, yes, that will funnel into the macros too. But if we still have the understanding of the you know broader picture of the meaning of calories, then we can better adjust and adapt when we need to. And of course, the injury is going. The length of the injury is going to determine how long a change needs to occur. Of course, but um, to wrap up, Austin, and this may be kind of a quirky question, but and there may not be anything, but um, and this would be both illness and or injury. But are there any special, um, in quotes, special supplements or um, quote again superfoods that can speed up a process for recovery? It's a, it's a broad, it's a broad question. Um, you know, like Joe said, Oh, I could increase glutamine. I could, you know, maybe my appetite's not there. I could use some branched chain amino acids. I could have some extra protein. It uh, is going to depend. Um, I don't think that there's the, the nutrition side of me says, that I think we can get most of our stuff from food. Is there some supplements? Yes. Supplements have their place, especially if decreased appetite. So I'm not saying I'm not against the supplements, but I try to focus on, on the food first. Um, as I already kind of explained with the, the illness side, you know, in some cases their needs are going to be higher, but the appetite's not there. So we may need to supplement some things to help with electrolyte replacement replacement, excuse me. And we might need to have some, some protein powder. Cause we just can't even fathom chewing cause our throat hurts so bad trying to get protein. And, you know, there's some ways that supplements can be beneficial with the injury side of it. It, uh, it depends on the severity of the injury, right? Like with Joe's example, he found a way to still stay active so he can still eat enough calories and he can do certain things, but there's also extreme injuries, right? Compound fracture bones through the skin. They got to pop that sucker back in place and might some surgery, you know, in that case, protein needs might be up. Calorie needs might be down because you might be very limited on your activity, depending on what you're doing in the first few weeks. So it's kind of like calories might go down a little bit. Protein might go up. Well, that doesn't make sense because protein has calories, but we're shifting on recovery from that surgery and we're giving you enough calories for, you know, to maintain your less activity. But if you're still able to get to the gym and do certain things, then the needs might go back up there. So if you've pulled back muscle, you know, we might not need to increase protein needs. We might just need to make sure that we're feeding you enough based on your now limited activity, depending on what you're doing, kind of reiterating what Joe said. So um, as far as that goes, I like to focus on the food. There are some supplements that may be beneficial, but um, there's a lot of things that we can get from food and that our body already produces. So, you know, it's a a situational thing for sure. So you're telling me there's no turmeric that's going to fix anything that because that's you not going to sell programs. All the turmeric you want, and you let me know how that how that goes. Son of a bitch. Well, that's a very underwhelming. <laughs> I will say this. Time out. I will say. I will say this. I I, I can't leave the, the the diet side of me can't leave this little note before we end this. Um, if you do have issues, like let's say it's a compound fracture, you've busted that bone up pretty bad. Um, obviously, people are going to say calcium, but don't forget calcium with vitamin D. Vitamin D helps the absorption of calcium. So that is something where my, that happened to my father last year. Um, uh, somehow when he was riding his, his bike, they've got like a really nice uh, like road bike. Uh, the pedal snapped and he caught himself going forward. And I mean, I, that bone went straight through the skin and, you know, he had to get the surgery done, had to get everything. And he, he's not like a big eater anyways. And I said, you need to actually listen to me mm-hmm. and you need to get, some, they just go to the grocery store, fortified orange juice. It's got 
calcium and vitamin D. You need to drink that twice a day. You need to do a little bit better on your, on your protein. And, uh, you know, he just, uh, it's been rated a year and he just ran a, a 5k. So like, I will say that there can be some supplements, but again, we can get calcium and vitamin D from foods. But if you are an extreme surgery or something like that, that's important. And you got to make sure you're taking those things together. And the other diet side of me, do not take those things with iron because calcium and iron compete for absorption. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm ending that there. And just, just close this out, Austin. We're good. <laughs> You can just close this out, Austin. You 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 dropped the microphone there. I just wanted to put the little asterisk. No, because I mean there is I wanted to be fair to answering your question. So uh, it it was a facetious question in some way, but I, I was expecting like, oh yeah, just um, lipo B12. And there you go. Your your wells again, it's facetious, but it's a question I often will get asked, you know, what can I do to speed this up? Man? Austin, Austin pulls out a chart that looks like this and says, okay, now for this injury, you got to do this. And then this, here's, you know, pulls out a scroll. I've been considering getting a, like a whiteboard behind me so I can, you know. Okay. <laughs> we, we need to write up the Krebs cycle one more time, everyone. Yep. One more time. But here, here you are derailing us. Come on, guys. So I want to, I want to close this because it's probably been more than 15 cycle. minutes and we don't want to upset Steven. So <laughs> but people like the banter i've heard so we'll keep we'll continue with this but nonetheless uh i, I you know, in summary um you know don't be a jackass when it comes to when you are feeling ill or injured don't don't get cocky with the nutrition or the training play it out see how you feel if things need to adjust nutritionally and or training do so accordingly but biggest thing is don't add fuel to the fire from the stress or metabolic stress uh, perspective, focus on recovery and what you can do to optimize that and hopefully therefore make it efficient and effective for you. So you can kick ass and squat tomorrow because that's all the, that's ultimately what matters, right? Everyone compound fracture or not, you expect you to squat the next day. So <laughs> um, I would anyways, thanks everyone. Uh, this is the diet flexible dying podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.